Welcome, this is Voice of Change, a syndicated radio broadcast and podcast airing since 2011. Voice of Change is committed to raising the leader in you. And because time is the unit of life, I assure you that the next few minutes you have decided to invest in your own leadership journey will be rewarded with a definite paradigm shift. Stay with me on Voice of Change. Do you know, my listener, that leadership is shown not just by individuals, but by nations, by companies, by organizations, and by institutions. It is possible for a company, a corporation, a firm to be positioned as leaders in their field. Well, a lot of times when we say this, the corporation is thinking about how they can be one of the top 10 or one of the top three or the top most earning, revenue-generating, profit-making companies. But really, it's more about being that company that is worthy of emulating. I got some disconcerting news from two people I know very well this last two weeks. And it was always about one company in particular. I think we should bring it to their attention because the line of business impinges directly on the security of people. Perhaps they want to take another look at the due diligence that they exercise before they recruit those who carry out the most sensitive part of their business and their duties for them. Well, don't go anywhere. Stay tuned to Voice of Change. I will be back after this messages. See them, Voice of Change, sponsored by AB Consulting and Awesome Treasures Foundation partners. Subscribe to Voice of Change podcast today on iTunes and Spotify and don't miss a single episode. Welcome back to Voice of Change. I'm your host, Ola Jumoke Adinawa, and we can continue the conversation on Instagram at Jumoke Adinawa. I was scandalized on Saturday, the 26th of March, when two of my team members told me how they almost got kidnapped in Lagos. They entered a car powered by a taxi app at Whitbaker Hotel in Lagos. This was about afternoon, would have been like two or three o'clock. And they realized as soon as they entered that the windows were tinted. I needed to listen to these details, dear listener, because you see that kind of car, we don't want you to enter. So number one, the windows were tinted. They still enter, they close the doors, and they found out that the electric buttons powering the power window all the rear windows were also taped down. So you couldn't wind down. It was taped down with black duct tape. So one of them was wearing a mask, which is a smart thing to do. Actually, I realized that some companies actually say it is mandatory before you can book a ride on their app that you will be wearing a mask. They even also state that the driver will be wearing a mask. So maybe this was not the case, or maybe the other lady not wearing a mask just chose not to wear it. However, the one wearing a mask said she realized her eyes were red. She looked at her colleague's eyes. Her eyes were red. She was behaving a bit funny, sip disoriented, while the driver kept holding up his hand to the vent with some cloth or some sticker or something. And he kept doing this. And he kept doing this. Hmm. At some point, they turned onto Kingsway Road and they were stuck in traffic. And... This young lady says, she says to the man, you need to drop us because she was no longer feeling comfortable. She was asking a colleague how she was feeling and she was not giving any coherent response. And the traffic had stopped now and they could go nowhere. And they insisted they were going to get down and they got down. 
but not before she tried to pay the man because she didn't have the app for this particular taxi substitute. She couldn't pay the man on the app and so she asked for his account number. She found out the name of the account number was different from the name with which she accepted the ride. She said, I'm very sure we were almost kidnapped. Fast forward to last Friday. I'm talking to one of my younger friends and he says, I was almost kidnapped in Abuja. I go, what company is this? He gives me the same name. He goes out after finishing a training with the company he went to work with in Abuja, finds his facilitator arguing with the driver-to-be who is insisting he wants to take this drive offline. He's wondering why you want to take the drive offline. After a while, the man eventually agrees. So he goes into the car, sits in the front seat. As he puts his cameras and all in the back seat, he realizes that the two door handles are broken and the car windows are, of course, tinted. He enters into the car with his tinted car windows and soon he says he can't feel his feet. His feet are numb. He's drowsy. He doesn't know what's going on anymore. He's disoriented. He winds down. He sticks his head out of the window. All the while, this car driver is behaving strange, not saying a word to him, nothing. He sticks his head out of the window and begins to breathe yoga style, deep belly breaths to make sure that the lungs fill up. And he begins to feel slightly better, takes off his shoes and tries to feel the car floor just to make sure everything is fine. He looks behind as he puts his head out of the window and he can see a car flashing, the one he's riding in. They keep going on towards Abuja airport. He sees the man trying to reach towards his phone repeatedly. Just like the man in Lagos was trying to do when I was driving my team members, trying repeatedly to reach for his phone. They turn right onto the airport road and he sees the car flashing them. Go forward and go do a U-turn. If you're familiar with Abuja, there's an Air Force base on the road and there's a checkpoint in front manned by army officers. There's a toll gate. So there's armed presence on the road. Perhaps this is why this other car that was flashing turned off. Now, if you know Abuja well too, that road to the airport takes you to the north, <laughs> just takes you off to wherever. Just like Third Mainland Bridge would have taken my team members wherever on the mainland from Ikoi where we are at. He says he got down at the airport and he saw the man's phone booting again as he took his things from the back of the car and returned to the front seat. The man had changed scenes and the Samsung phone was booting again. He said a word to the man to test to see if he really spoke the language his name would claim he spoke. He seemed to have some knowledge of the language. But the man was not talking, he said. From the moment the man dropped him, the facilitator was calling the man to try and get him to find out if he had arrived safely. She couldn't get him. Neither could he, the rider, get the man anymore. The man had disappeared. Three to four hours. Same experience. There was a substance in the car that did not affect the driver, but affected the riders. Affected either their eyes, their nervous systems, their sense of touch, disoriented them, was going to paralyze them, was going to minimum make them drowsy. Why will the car you want to ride in have tinted windows, broken handles, taped down controls to the power windows? Who is trying to obscure the fact that you're in the car or stop you from touching the windows yourself? Who is trying to control the air in the car? 
This young man said when he wound down his own side of the window, the driver in Abuja did not ask why, and he did not wind down his own side. In Lagos too, it was the same thing. He did not wind down. In Lagos, he kept touching the vents, touching the vents, putting something on the vents. In Abuja, he did not even touch the vents. He did not touch the vents. But the passenger was losing consciousness. The app is not Uber for the avoidance of doubt. Though Uber has become a generic name for most taxi substitute apps, it is considered a viable and a slightly cheaper alternative by many, but not Uber. Hmm. We must take ownership for our own safety and lead in that right. While all the stakeholders concerned, when we offer a public service, make sure that people are safe as they use the public service. Leadership is not just for private citizens, companies, nations, states, institutions, firms, businesses also can be leaders. And we show we're leaders by using our strength and our might to give those we're offering a service, the very best, safest service possible by fulfilling our promises and doing everything within our power, putting processes in place, doing the due diligence to make sure that we fulfill the promises that we have made to those who use our service. Are you ready? Okay.